He said, look, I know I've got something here. I don't know what to do with it. And I don't know how to turn this into a business. I just want to make sure everyone in the world has one. And it was actually really interesting because he used the word, I want to make sure everyone has one. It wasn't about sales. It wasn't about liquidity event. It was just this passion about knowing that this thing called a Theragun would help people. And he had seen that and he shared these stories with me. And how do we do this? And I told him, well, that's my strength. That's how success happens. From Entrepreneur Magazine, my name is Robert Tuckman. I self-funded, built up, and eventually sold two businesses to major players in the sports and entertainment industry. And I am fascinated by other entrepreneurial minds and what drives high-achieving people. So on this podcast, we're going to learn what they've learned and what it takes to really succeed. Ben Nazarian is the chief executive officer of Therabody. Under his leadership, Therabody has evolved from a single device that took years to perfect, Theragun. It's the core product of Therabody. It pioneered the percussive therapy category into what today is an ecosystem of products and solutions that help people perform better, recover faster, and manage pain as an alternative to traditional medicine. Ben has spearheaded Therabody's global expansion to over 10,000 retail locations in more than 60 countries. His commitment to creating cutting-edge products and solutions that are available to everybody has been integral to Therabody's rapid growth and has established Therabody as a leader in the wellness industry. I've personally been fascinated with the rise of Therabody in just the last few years, and in fact, the entire wellness industry. I was excited to hear how it all happened with Ben and Therabody. Our conversation is coming up after the break. Success doesn't happen by accident, and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes coordinated, concerted efforts by you and your team, tightly connected at each step of the journey, even if they're physically apart. In this evolving age of work, productivity and mobility go hand in hand, and remote and hybrid workers need a truly mobile PC. With the Galaxy Book lineup, Samsung set out to make a PC that's more like a smartphone. Thin, light, and powerful. Invest in your workforce. Invest in your future. Upgrade to Galaxy Book, the PC that helps modern businesses go further. Explore the whole range at samsung.com slash Galaxy Book for Work. We're back. I started by asking Ben about his father who was also a successful businessman and a man who had endured a lot in life to become successful. I wanted to know what role he had played in Ben's life. I think he's had a big impact in my life. He was a serial entrepreneur. His father actually passed away when my dad was only five years old. And he was really forced to start thinking about how to support his own family and his mom. Imagine being five years old and having to think about how to make money. And even when he was young, he was around nine or 10 years old. He was even living with his mom and he would be working and had to actually make enough money to pay for the bus to visit his mom and his brother on the weekends. And if he didn't make enough money, he didn't get a chance to see them. I think just these stories and the the fact that he was uh, an entrepreneur, different businesses, different industries, first in Iran. And then when the revolution happened, we came to the US and he 
had to pretty much start over, learn a new language. And the idea of persistence, hard work, problem solving, not necessarily even knowing a specific industry, but knowing how to think about business. And he really was the definition of a serial entrepreneur and always thinking about another business, a new business. What if we do this? What if we do that? And I think I was lucky in the beneficiary of it because he would share those ideas and those stories with me. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial spirit. And I think through osmosis, some of that got into my DNA. And, and that's how I think about things as well. Yeah. Did you feel because of that, was it early on you always thought you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I went to uh, USC undergrad and then went to law school. I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer. I always thought that I would be joining him and our business. You know, I didn't necessarily have this ambition to start my own company or my own business. I just knew that I wanted to be doing something that's creative. I love the passion of building something from nothing. So you can look back and say, I did this. And how do you have a major impact on that process? That's really what got me excited. I didn't necessarily know what that looked like or what industry that was. I was never excited by being part of corporate America, being one person at, on a 100,000 person company, uh, because I don't think you see the impact as much. So I knew I didn't want to do that, but I didn't really necessarily know what this would look like. And you kind of go through life and you see what doors you can open and where you end up. Yeah, well, you're certainly living that right now with TheraBody and creating something from nothing. Can you yeah. tell me just about the origins of how you connected and, and met Dr. Jason, who had you know kind of created this prototype of a product and how you guys then decided to really work together? Yeah, I mean, if, if anybody told me that I would be running a consumer brand in health and wellness that is so much rooted in culture, social media, which is not who I am. I'm not the social media expert. You know, I, I'm not really active on social media. I would have told them that they're crazy. So the fact that we're even sitting here and talking about this is sometimes you pinch yourself and you say, how did this happen? So I was running the, the family real estate company with a partner and basically took that. We were 10 people and my responsibility was building the infrastructure, the operation, strategy, et cetera. Went from 10 people to 200 people. And I wanted to continue to grow that business. And there are some issues and uh, maybe different philosophies in terms of where the growth would come from and what that strategy should be. So it started stagnating. And I don't do well when I have too much time in my hands. And so I find new things to do. And I decided I love to build businesses. And so there's a lot of entrepreneurs I had met throughout my career who had developed great products, but they didn't necessarily know how to build a great business, whether it was not having the operational expertise, strategic experience, knowing how to really create a full business plan. So I decided to set up this quasi incubator where I knew I had enough time to help them, but not necessarily be full time. And Dr. Jason was the third entrepreneur I met. And he fit exactly that description. He had developed this product. At the time, it was weird looking. It was loud. No one knew what it was. And we joke about it now. Of course, I didn't say that to him when I met him, but he used it on me and it felt really, really good. And he told me how he'd been working on this for eight years, which is a story by itself. hundred um, percent. I told him, I don't understand how someone can have that kind of resiliency and persistence 
to work on something for eight years, but that's a whole other story. And he said, look, I know I've got something here. I don't know what to do with it. And I don't know how to turn this into a business. I just want to make sure everyone in the world has one. And it was actually really interesting because he used the word, I want to make sure everyone has one. It wasn't about sales. It wasn't about liquidity event. It was just this passion about knowing that this thing called a Theragun would help people. And he had seen that and he shared these stories with me. And how do we do this? And I told him, well, that's my strength. I don't know much about sports, recovery, fitness. And I joke with people now, I didn't say this to him then. I know I couldn't tell the difference between my quad and my hamstrings. (laughs) This is not my industry, but I know strategy. I know operations. I know how to put the infrastructure together to build a business. And I said, look, if you want to do this, I have to be involved because what I don't want to do is make that initial investment and have the money be spent the wrong way. And not that he would do it the wrong way in terms of blowing the money, just not investing it the right way. And that's not good for you. It's not good for me. And most entrepreneurs are so protective because they think that, well, someone's going to come in, take control away, or they're trying to steal their idea or their product. And Jason was the exact opposite. He said, are you kidding me? I would love that help. And so I was basically helping him on a part-time basis. I did have the title of interim CEO, but he was a face of the company. He would go meet with the pro teams and I would be helping him with the entire business plan and strategy. And where I spent a lot of my time was on product development, knowing that the first generation product was not great. We got to work on another generation. And before we knew it, this thing started taking off. Kyrie Irving used it during game five of the championship in 2017. It's caught on TV. Now we're getting a lot of press and we couldn't be a four person company anymore. And we started hiring people. And Jason turns to me and he said, who's going to manage all these people? And I said, look, well, either hire someone or who knows, maybe I'll end up having to run the company. And it was a complete joke, but I ended up spending more time on hiring and then training and setting the infrastructure. And it went from a couple hours a day to pretty much full-time. And I became full-time CEO in 2017. How important and how influential we talk about the power of sports and, and entertainment. How big was that moment for Theragun or now Therabody when Kyrie brought that out and, and started using it? And people are like, what is that? It was everything. I mean, we call it the Kyrie moment. I don't even know if Kyrie knows it. We've sent him Theraguns with thank you notes in the past. So I don't even know if he knows the impact of that moment for our company, the athletic trainer for the Cavs, Steve, who is a friend of Jason's through this process and teaching Steve how to use a Theragun definitely knows it. But it was a moment that we were hoping for because we knew that athletes, they were using a product that was five times more expensive and not as good. So athletic trainers and athletes had already been exposed to this concept. So when they first experienced a Theragun, regardless of how ugly or, or loud it was, they understood the benefit. And so it was a very easy adoption, which by the way, there is something to be like ignorance is bliss. I've been told that since our success, how difficult it is to get pro athletes and pro teams to adopt new products because there is this very high barrier. Nobody wants to try something new and have it affect an athlete the wrong way, their performance, their recovery, or potentially injure them. 
But yet ours was adopted very quickly because there was some understanding of the concept and this was a better mousetrap. And we were hoping that if an athlete uses it, it gives us that marketing exposure and the credibility and validation because no one knew what a massage gun or percussive therapy was. And we wouldn't even call it a massage gun back then. In fact, we're criticized for having gun in the name of our company. And we even thought about changing it from Theragun to other things. So we would always call percussive therapy, which is the modality that uh, it's based on. And now it's kind of funny to us that the whole category is called the massage gun and nobody is flinching at the word gun. But that was a key moment in our company and it really helped validate it. And it allowed us to refer to the Kyrie moment with people when they said, what is this? Does it really work? Is it a gimmick? And we said, if Kyrie's using it during the championship and he could choose any product, any technology, then it must work. And it became a very easy conversation after that. So Kyrie, thank you. (laughs) People pay millions and millions of dollars just to have advertisements on during the NBA finals and nothing more authentic than that. It reminds me, we had uh, Will Ahmed on, the, the founder of Whoop, and he said he had a similar moment when he was watching a commercial. And in the commercial, LeBron James is wearing, you know, a Whoop. And it was like that, oh, my God, moment. And all of a sudden, just the interest and influence. And just like you and Kyrie, it was so authentic because it wasn't like you were sending them and, and it was real. And I think that's what resonates with your business and your product. And I want to know, was that a difficult decision? And how did you determine that changing from Theragun to, to Therabody? It wasn't difficult in that knowing that we should be doing it. In fact, as I said, the, the beginning, everyone said, how could you be calling this a Theragun? Guns are bad. And I love what Jason said. He said, well, this is a gun that can help you. And I hope it changes the stigma around guns and it is a therapy gun, but we knew that we were hoping that something bigger and better would happen or we could do. And our company was not just based on Theragun. And so for two, three years, we thought about changing the name of the product or the company, and we really could not come up with another name and a name that was inspiring and a name that resonated with us. And it's funny, we had a brainstorming session as we're thinking about launching our fourth gen product line. And we were coming out with our CBD line and we had to name that brand. And we started throwing a lot of names at the board. And one of the names that was thrown out was Therabody, but that was for the CBD line. And product lines are a lot easier to name than company names because with the company name, you got to get the domain. You got to make sure that Instagram handles available, Facebook, all of these things have to be available. And so I, I started searching and it's a funny story because we're having a whiteboarding session throwing a hundred words at the board and mixing and matching them to come up with a unique word because every word in the dictionary has been taken. And I Google Therabody and the domain was available. So while the team is actually still talking about it, I bought the domain and then I'm like, okay, but the Instagram has to be taken. It wasn't taken. And we went through this thing. I said, for three years, we've been thinking about the name of the company and it's just been sitting right there. And I couldn't believe no one had taken it. And it was such a perfect fit for our mission because Theragun is one great modality. It's a great product. It helps in so many ways, but it's not the complete solution. And there are other solutions and products and services that we want to provide to help everyone live a healthier life based on natural solutions. 
And so TheraBody really encompassed that because our goal is to treat the entire body. And so it just kind of happened. And sometimes uh, you get lucky. Yeah, I love that because it's so true. And I know a lot of the entrepreneurs listening to this podcast know that when, and personally, it's been through it many times, you're looking for a name. And the first thing you do is like, is the domain taken? Is it? And you're like, it's such a great name. And then you call, you know, you look and, and the person wants, they know you need it and they want X amount of dollars. In fact, funny enough, we were talking, we had uh, Nate Faust on, the guy who started or co-founded Jet.com. And uh, he just started a new company called Olive. And he said he could have bought the domain for $750,000. Oh. And he was just like, that's just a lot of money and no one, you know, and then he's like, I wish I actually had done it. This is like a year later or so, because then some like used car company or something along the lines of a, like actually ended up with the domain. Wow. And it's interesting. It's, it's amazing because Therabody to me is such a great all encompassing name, especially for what you guys were looking to do and expand. And that reminds me of going back and you talk about kind of your first product and second product. How difficult, was it hard for you? I know it is for some entrepreneurs to release a product or a website that you know isn't up to par, but you also know you need to get something out into the market. Was that difficult for you at that time? It was a really difficult decision because we knew it wasn't a perfect product. We were lucky in that it worked and it worked really, really well. And now keep in mind, that was a fifth generation that Jason had come up with. So it wasn't like he didn't know what does this need to do? It just wasn't designed the right way. And it wasn't quiet. And he had talked to an engineering firm who wanted to charge him a million dollars to redesign it from scratch. And he didn't have that kind of money. And we could have gone and hired that firm and spent a million dollars and delayed the launch by two years. But the problem was Jason had shown this to a few people. Every person who ever used it, whether it was a professional, like a chiropractor or physical therapist, loved it. Pro athletes were starting to use it. Word had gotten out. And other people were now looking at it as well. So we knew that if we don't come out with it, then somebody else may. And now we're not the original. We're not the creator of the category. And interestingly enough, I can't tell you how many people said, what's that? That is looks scary. It's loud. It's strong. And then they try it and say, oh my God, I've never felt anything like this. And I don't even know how it came about, but we started capturing those reactions. And we now call it the, oh my God face. And that became a big part of our Instagram posts and campaign and ads. Now a lot of other people copy that, but it really showed the quality of the product. And interestingly enough, a lot of people did not care about what it looked like or what it sounded like because it felt so good and it worked. And there is something to be said about a great product overcomes some other problems. And there's a lot of great companies who have done great marketing to overcome a mediocre product. Well, we, we were the opposite. We had a great product that worked really well. And now we just had to get the word out. And so we knew that if we launched it, got this in the hands of pro athletes, they fell in love with it. And there's this authentic connection with them that they were talking about this. And because it was a new product and a new category, they were very excited to talk about it and post it because they wanted to say, hey, look at me, I'm doing something that no one else is doing. And so we got a lot of organic posts and uh, brand awareness through that. 
And we then knew immediately, even before we launched our G1, it's not the perfect product. So how do we start working on the next gen? And a lot of companies don't do that. They wait, they get customer feedback. We knew we didn't have time for that. So we actually jumped into it, developing the second gen product. And the challenge was, and every engineer would tell us, you have to be able to change your specs if you want to make this quiet, because it's kind of like building a NASCAR and expecting the performance of a racing car, but having it be as quiet as a regular car. The physics don't work. And so we had to make a very difficult decision. Do we come out with a product that's quieter, but not as effective? And it doesn't feel as good. It doesn't go as deep. And especially for pain and muscle and injuries and rehab, it just doesn't work as well. Or do we keep trying to innovate until we solve the engineering problem? And fortunately, we made that very difficult decision to stick with it. We went through three years of your product is too loud. And others came out with quieter products, but it didn't work as well. And there's a reason why they all look the same and it's got the same specs because they can't match our specs from an engineering standpoint. They took those shortcuts. We actually literally had to invent and create our own engineering, our own motor, our own designs using proprietary components to be able to have it be quiet, but have the original formula secret sauce that Jason created that he knew would work. And so that's why we're very different from other companies out there. Yeah, I will tell you, I, I am a user. My wife bought it for me for my birthday. I'm a gym rat. And I will tell you, I am able to do it. My best friend's my little dog. And the big test was, is he going to freak out like from whatever? And I was like, holy, you know, holy shit. He doesn't even, he's just wrapped up. You can't, he, and yeah. dogs, as you know, just like, jump at anything. He hears something at the door. He, especially he's a little guy, but he thinks he's a watchdog. So I just want to say it's, it's probably incredible from what you've seen from the beginning to, to where it is now. More from our guests, but first a word from our sponsors. As a parent at home with my kids during the pandemic, these past two years, I tried my best to prepare them for their tests. Let's just say I wasn't too successful but it definitely made me more aware than ever just how important having a professional tutor was for them. I wanna tell you about an incredible business called the Huntington Learning Center. It's America's leading K through 12 tutoring and test prep provider with over 300 locations countrywide. The world-class results they have achieved for their students has allowed them to deliver profitability for their franchises for over 40 years. Get this, Huntington Learning Center franchise owners earn 46% more in revenue than their closest competitor. And it's a low expense startup and you don't have to have previous educational experience. That's because you'll be supported by an award-winning team focused solely on your success. I know with all the difficulties of schooling these past two years, the need for tutoring for kids has never been greater. Huntington Learning Center and its plethora of locations have proven to be successful as on average, their students show increases over two grade levels in reading and math in just three months time. I can't think of a better franchise set to explode as parents like me fully understand more than ever that our kids need the right support. So if you're interested in a business that is set up for success, call Huntington today, 1-800-653-8400 or visit HuntingtonFranchise.com. And our next sponsor. 
If you sell your time as a freelancer, Square is here to help make your work-life balance better. Whether you're a lawyer, consultant, accountant, photographer, designer, or another type of professional, Square's suite of tools all work together and make it easy to stay organized without having to work at staying organized. Some of the things you can do with Square include sending out custom estimates to help bring in more clients, accepting any type of payment customers want to use wherever they want to pay, taking payments in person over the phone, through your computer, through your email, or even text. And you will get the analytics from real-time reports that show you what's working best. Square software is all built to work together so you can spend less time on paperwork and more on your actual work. Square works so well because it takes care of business so you can take care of your clients. Learn more at square.com. And we're back. You have a lot of copycats. People saw what was happening. How do you deal with that as an entrepreneur, as a first mover? You know, you know, this was, as you said, Jason working on this for many years prior. How do you deal with this competition? Firstly, I think uh, the products are not the same. And obviously the challenge is how do you tell people each massage gun is not the same. And I think the depth that our product goes into the body, it's a 16 millimeters of amplitude. Others are 10. Six millimeters doesn't sound like a lot, but it's 60% deeper. When people use the two products, they feel the difference. And we've had a lot of people actually come to us and, and on social media posts yeah, I tried that knockoff and it didn't give me the same benefit as people are talking about on your social. So I then returned it and tried yours. And now I see the difference. So the specs are, the, are very different. Now, one can say every car travels on four wheels and a massage gun is a massage gun, but there are different cars with different specs, with different motors. And I think that that's very similar to us as well, where we have a higher performance. And this has all been engineered from scratch not just taking off-the-shelf components. And it is more expensive for us to make, but we know it works. And we're not willing to sacrifice that efficacy in order to have a lower-cost product. And there is a reason why all those products are the same. And I think another big differentiator is we're the only company that has a doctor internally that not only tests and validates the product on patients before we ever launch anything, but we then use his experience, and he's been doing this for now, what, 13 years, to create protocols. Pro athletes and pro teams are calling him, not me, to go in and help them learn how to use the product. And it's funny because they're still not using it to its maximum potential. They're using it for recovery, but they're not using it for warming up. And it is a great complement to stretching. So he now goes to NFL teams, we made a deal with Real Madrid. We're consulting with them. We did the same thing with IMG Academy, helping a lot of young athletes, teenagers, up and coming future stars, right? They need to know how to take care of their bodies at this age. So having that authentic connection with our company where Dr. Jason's going in there and now we have a whole team called Therabody University. That's why athletes use our product and it creates a halo effect in a brand that people then trust and know that if pro athletes are choosing this product, then it's not the same as everything else. And it has created a great trust in our company and our products. And that's part of building a brand that we've been able to achieve. Yeah. And inc incredible branding and 
the ability to say that all of these teams are using this and especially professional athletes or high school athletes, correct me if I'm wrong, but did I just see you guys sign a deal with Notre Dame or there was something or there was something big I read, uh, in my, uh, I get the sports report, my past business, I was in sports and entertainment and then was at CAA for a while. So I, I still get that. And I thought I saw something. Yeah. Notre Dame, we have a great partnership with them. And a lot of people think of these as sponsorships. They're really not. It's a full on partnership. Coach Kelly has talked to on social and to his players about the importance of recovery, the importance of injury prevention and how we are helping them and their medical staff to implement those routines, those protocols. And it's not just for the football team, it's for every student athlete in the Notre Dame athletic department. And that's the kind of integration and value we bring to the table. And I'm really excited because it's how people should be taking care of their bodies. It's not just a pro athletes. It's not just football. It's every single person at Notre Dame who is going to be performing, who is going to be competing, will benefit from our products. And it's not just their gun, it's our full suite of products, but also our education, our protocols, everything that Jason has created from scratch for pro athletes, we're now applying it to colleges. Yeah. And where did the, you know, you talk about for everyone and I agree, I'm, I'm your weekend basketball player and, and I do exercise a bunch and it's a perfect product for me. And it's really interesting because I've been doing this and, and working out for 30 years and it only seems to me that recovery and wellness really, which seems such common sense, really only in the past, I don't know, five years have I started to see recovery centers pop up. Obviously, you guys have done incredibly well. Where is this coming from? I think fitness goes through an evolution, right? It used to be cardio and weight training. And then people said, well, it doesn't really matter how much you work out if you're not eating well. Well, nutrition became a big factor. Now it became, it has become recovery because if you don't recover and that's when your muscles and and Jason, again, he's taught me a lot about this stuff, but you don't grow your muscles when you're working out, when you're working out, you're actually tearing your muscles apart. You're damaging it, which is what you want. And it rebuilds stronger. Well, it rebuilds during recovery. So if you don't spend the time to recover and you don't alternate your fitness patterns, weightlifting, cardio, et cetera, and muscle groups, you're not giving it time to recover. And so I think people are now understanding that Tom Brady, the fact that he's playing at this age, and he's talked about recovery being such an important part of it. And recovery is not just Theragun, it's getting proper sleep, nutrition, hydration, all of those things. So now people are understanding the importance and benefits of recovery. And again, people are picking up a Theragun and saying, I use it after I, I'll use it after I go skiing. I'm not a sore the next day. Well, I like that feeling because I want to go skiing and I don't want to be sore. So you're incentivized to do things that make your body feel better. And Theragun naturally does that. And it's a great alternative to stretching as well. A lot of people don't like to stretch. Well, you can use your Theragun before an activity. It helps warm up the muscles. You can use it in between sets. So I think it's become the next pillar of fitness and people are realizing the importance and it feels good. So we're not really getting people to do something they don't like. No, it's so great. It feels great. It's so good for you. And I've noticed that too, just exercising six days plus a week and usually getting up and I have really tight calves and just, you know, I'll do five minutes on each side. And like, it feels so incredible 
for me where before I was like, oh, I'm just getting old, you know? And like, he didn't realize, and it's just been such a, a help and wonder. I, I love the product. As I said, I do want to ask you personally though, how's this journey been for you? You know, you said you were kind of like this, you weren't expecting to become CEO of this, this company you helped found and, and how's that been for you personally? First of all, I think it's been really exciting because I've learned so much. And as I said, I love to build companies. So to imagine that we started with three people, Dr. Jason and a couple other people in my office in the real estate company, and now we're close to 500 employees in 60 countries, it's actually mind boggling. And for me, I've always tried to be healthy. I'm not that weekend warrior. I don't run marathons. That's not me, but try to eat well, try to deal with stress through fitness. I try not to take Advil. In fact, uh, I've hurt myself a couple of times and my doctor said, how did you not take Advil? I just try not to take chemical based solutions. So I've always had the knack for that, but by no stretch have I been an expert in fitness or recovery or overall wellness. And that's, that's Dr. Jason's role. I mean, I'm, I'm actually his student and we actually work so well together because he speaks medical and I'm the, the layman consumer that doesn't understand any of that lingo. And so I always tell him, if you can't explain it to me, then how do we explain it to every consumer out there? And so I'm actually like the guinea pig or the litmus test, how we communicate, what we say, and what even products. And every product we put out, I test myself. And these are products that help me in my everyday life. And those are the use cases that we try to explain to people because it can't just be for Kyrie Irving or LeBron James, because I'm not playing 82 games a year. I'm not putting that kind of toll on my body, but I am traveling. So how do we tell people that you're sitting behind a zoom for eight hours a day and you're putting a similar toll on your body and this works for you as well. And through this journey, I've actually learned so much about overall wellness whether it's simple things like making sure you get your sleep. I do the Wim Hof cold showers and breathing techniques that has nothing to do with Therabody, but it has helped me immensely. And I've been living a much healthier life just through those things. And we're now looking at a lot of other technologies that we know help consumers, but they have no access or understanding of it. And so I think the next five years are probably going to be even more exciting and we can have a bigger impact on consumers than what we've done so far. Yeah, I was gonna lead right into it. I was gonna ask you about where you see Therabody going. I wanna ask you first, what is it at this point? It's been such an incredible journey, it sounds like, but what is it at this point that kind of keeps you up at night with the business? I think there's a couple of things. There are so many opportunities and there's so many technologies that can help people. Number one, making sure that we are filtering the gimmicky ones from the real ones and making sure that if we do something, we do it the right way, we actually execute it. Because it's easy to say, launch this product or buy this company, but how do you actually execute that? That's a challenge. And so can we stay focused? Can we make sure we're coming out with products that really help people, not just some marketing gimmick? And then secondly, We've had a great culture. It's been a very creative, collaborative, entrepreneurial culture. How do we grow from 500 employees to 1,000? I don't even know how the Googles of the world do that with 100,000 employees or whatever that number is. But how do we maintain that secret sauce, that culture? And as Jason says, and 
you know, I, I truly believe how do we make sure every single person knows that secret sauce, understands that we're here to help people, it's collaborative, and how do we make sure we have that close connection with every employee, just like when we're 50 people. And I think I'm more worried about culture and team and people and mission than I am about a product or a competitor or a sales for the month. Those things usually work itself out if you've got the other things figured out. Yeah. Has it been a little bit more difficult in terms of culture and creating culture with the pandemic? And I'm sure you've brought on employees during the pandemic. And obviously a a big part of, of culture is people interacting with each other live in person. Has that been a challenge for you? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. And this is a part of not ever being set in your own ways. I was very much set in people have to be in the office. They have to collaborate. The whiteboarding session is so important. I'm a whiteboarding guy. I draw things, cross it out. I'm visual. You can't do that via Zoom. In fact, I've tried to buy different attachments and it just doesn't work. You can't whiteboard on Zoom. And so I was very, very worried about what the lockdown and and Zoom would mean to our company, our effectiveness, our collaboration. And we actually did really, really well. We were able to come up with creative ways of making sure everyone's connected. And we've even created an onboarding session that got people very ingrained in the company and the culture, still via Zoom. Uh, We've actually tripled in size during COVID. So we've hired more people during COVID than were there before. And most of which I have... I have not met yet. And so I actually thought we've done a really good job. But as we started meeting people, I've been traveling to different offices, meeting different people. I realized how important that personal connection was and we were missing it. And I think we misunderstood or underestimated the importance of that personal connection. And so now we're trying to figure out how do we create this hybrid model where we're still going to be working via Zoom because we have people all over the world but making sure that human interaction and personal connection and in-person meetings happens so we can be effective and, and kind of get the best of both worlds. And we haven't figured it out. I've talked to other CEOs. No one's figured this out, but we're spending a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah. I ask almost every guest in the past years come on the show, how they're doing that. I like to hear it because I also started a business during the pandemic. We actually create podcasts for companies and brands. So they have their own brand narrative and we've grown. It was interesting because we started it during the pandemic and we've grown to about 20 employees. I haven't met, I've met probably four or five in person. And I'm trying to figure out now, like, do you get an office? Do you do a hybrid situation? I'm always asking that question. I think everyone's kind of in the whether you have yep. a little company like ours or a big one, like you're like, there's, you're trying to figure out what the world's going to look like. And I guess you just have to take it kind of day by day. You know, I think it's like anything else in a startup, you try it, if it works great. And if it doesn't pivot, and there's a lot of experimentation around office and culture and zoom right now, I can't tell you that we figure this out, but we are trying a lot of different things. If you figure it out, let me know, please. And I want to, ask you before I let you go, that question you kind of were, were looking forward into the future and especially in, in an incredible growing area with wellness, where do you see and, and what do you see TheraBody doing over the next few years? I hate to look too far out, but maybe few, you know, three to five years. I think it's really helping people understand that there are products, technologies, modalities out there that can help them. 
that education piece is so important. And I don't want to sound like education, like a university or like a class or course, but it's really giving consumers the information for them to understand that there is an alternative to, and going back to Jason's original story, his choices were surgery or pain medication. And he chose a more natural path. And people have asked me, who's your competitor? And I say, it's been Advil because if we can get people to, to not use Advil when they have muscular pain, well, then we've done a lot of good and we, we, a Theragun can help in that way, both whether it's prevention as well as pain, because you worked out hard, you cycled, you skied. Let's, let's see if Theragun can help you instead of Advil. And I actually now think that the bigger problem is acceptance of pain. People accept pain because they either don't have the time, they don't have the know-how, or they don't have the money to deal with it. And we've all experienced just a very simple example of sitting behind a Zoom and our upper back tightens up, et cetera. Most people just put up with it, say, all right, that's part of my work. I got to put up with it. I don't want to complain. Well, if they understand just using a Theragun for two minutes between Zoom sessions and how helpful that is, and they can get out of pain, they don't need to put up with that, then we really help them. And so I think as we think about the next five years, how do we get people to understand there are solutions that can help them. Yeah, I love that. And just to end, uh, it really is, as, as I sit up in my chair for a year and a half, and I am sure you are going to be having tons of, of new customers who understand that, hey, I might not be the weekend warrior or working out every day, but it's just so helpful in just general living and not having to deal with that pain instead of popping a pill. And I've noticed that, as I said, being a user of the product, just how effective it is. And it, it's really incredible what you and, and Dr. Jason are doing for you know the wellness of, of people, especially during these times. And hopefully people will continue to focus on their wellness as we move uh, past the pandemic. So Ben, I, I appreciate coming on and sharing the Therabody story with us. It's, it's truly inspiring. This was fun. Thank you so much, Robert. Got it. And that's our episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to How Success Happens wherever you get your podcasts. We come out with a new episode every Wednesday morning, and you don't want to miss it. And if you like to share, please feel free to pass along the show to an entrepreneur friend who could use a boost, and I could always use the subscribers. And do you have ideas for guests? I always love to hear about great entrepreneurs. If you know anyone, shoot me an email at hsh at entrepreneur.com or on Twitter at Robert Tuckman. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-T-U-C-H-M-A-N. Or even send me a message on LinkedIn. How Success Happens is a production of Entrepreneur Media. Be sure to visit entrepreneur.com for insight on building your business. Or even better yet, subscribe to our magazine, no joke, I found my first job after reading about a company in Entrepreneur Magazine back in the 1990s. It's always been my absolute favorite magazine for entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening and spending some time with me today. Until next time, my name is Robert Tuckman, just a fellow entrepreneur and your host. See you soon.